Welcome to the Management Minute with Dr. Donita Brown, where we sit down with business leaders to gain valuable insights and advice on how to navigate the world of management. Whether you're a seasoned manager or just starting out, this podcast is for you. I'm Donita Brown, a professor in the College of Business at Lipscomb University. I'm also an author, speaker, and habit coach. For almost 20 years, I worked in corporate America and managed teams of two to 102. Welcome to this week's episode. This week's guest is Laura Ferguson-Mims. Laura, thank you for joining us this week. We're so delighted you're our guest. I'm really happy to be here. We're glad you're here. Let's start out with your one-sentence bio. So let me tell you, few people can actually do one sentence. And I love to see all the commas that people put into their sentences. So why don't you give us your one-sentence bio? Let me focus. Daughter, sister, mother, Woman, wife, home girl, black girl, finding her way. I love it. I love it that you said finding your way. You know, I think sometimes those of us that are guests on podcasts for management, you look at them and you say they must have had it all figured out, but you're still, fig- still figuring it out. <laughs> I am too. I'm figuring it out every yeah. day. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Well, let's get started with the first question. Are you ready? I believe so. Okay. How do your values impact your management philosophy? I would say significantly. I think at the heart for me is knowing and understanding that people matter. Mm. People are important. And I try to keep that at the forefront of my mind whenever I have the privilege of leading people. Mm. How do you make people feel important? First of all, listen, seeing them. I continue to be blown away by the people in leadership that haven't mastered listening or allowing silence to to be present or just holding the space and giving people room to open up and be seen. Mm. Yeah. You know, I've, I've probably said on this podcast before, but most of us listen with the intent to respond and not listen with the intent to understand. So how do you make sure, because you said that people matter, how do you make sure that you are listening to people fully? It's taken a lot of practice. I haven't always listened to learn or to lean in. I certainly have been guilty and at times am still guilty of listening to respond. But I think it takes practice to really want to know the people with whom you have the privilege of laboring and knowing that if we've been brought together to do a collective work, it's not just nice for me to know you, it's imperative for me to know you. Mm-hmm. Simon Sinek has a great quote in one of his books that says, it's survival of the best fit, not survival of the fittest. If I feel like I'm in a good fit in an organization, I'm going to do much better. I'm going to do harder work rather than if I feel like you don't know me and I'm just a number. Right. Right. And I have I have learned that that is absolutely true, both when I've been led and when I've had the privilege of leading. That's good. Are you ready for question number two? I believe so. Okay. Who or what has had the most impact on your management style? I think it would be a what. and It would be growing up poor and seeing the women and the men in my family work exceptionally hard at what would not be considered professional jobs, seeing the burdens they had to carry, seeing how 
they would be treated or not treated by individuals really has had a lasting impact on me and has shaped the way that I lead. And that takes us back to people matter. Mm. People are important. There are no big eyes or little U's and every job in our organization is important. Those individuals need to be seen, listened to. As my dear would say, you can learn something from anyone, even if it's what not to do. <laughs> right. And, and that has stuck with me. Yeah. 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 That's really good. Before we get to the next question, let's pause for a quick message about Lipscomb University's College of Business. Getting your MBA is a big step, an exciting step, and possibly a scary one. With so many paths at your doorstep, why do you want to get your MBA? Statistics show that the most common answer is an increase in salary or lifetime earnings. But at Lipscomb, we believe that getting an MBA opens an entire world of opportunities. Opportunities that can change your life or even the world. Working in business isn't just about numbers and a corporate paycheck. It supports families, creates jobs, steers the economy, and gives back to the community. That's because we believe the real power of business is its ability to make a difference, drive outcomes, and provide realities that were once just a dream. Not just for you, but also for those you touch. You can see it in our core values, but more importantly, you can see it in our daily interactions. From the professors you'll learn from to the students you'll learn with, it draws similar-minded companies to us and helps our students build meaningful networks that exponentially empower them well after their time here. Learn more and apply at lipscomb.edu forward slash business. All right, you ready for question number three? Yes. What book has made the biggest impact on you? There are lots, but I would say the one that I continue to go back to is The Four Agreements. Hmm. When I get off course, I can go back to that really simple, short book and be guided. I can remember to be impeccable with my word. I can remember to do my best. I can remember that other people's actions aren't a direct reflection of me. Very short book, but very impactful. Tell us what the four agreements were. I'm not familiar with that book. Be impeccable with your word, which means say what you mean. Mm. Do your best and your best will vary from time to time. But if you put forth your best, then you don't struggle with regret. The third one is not to take anything personally. What other people do is not so much a reflection of you as it is of their reality and their past experiences. And the fourth one is to not make assumptions. Um, mm. He talks about how we spiral when we make assumptions instead of investigating and finding out what the true matter is instead of assuming. Oh, man, that's a good one. You know, yes. making assumptions about something has gotten me into trouble too many times. Rather than if I just go and say, tell me what you're thinking about this or tell me, tell me why this decision was made. Sometimes I think the stories we create in our head are much worse than what the actual truth 
can be. So don't make assumptions. That's a great rule. Great. And it's really helped me in my leadership because sometimes you'll see someone display a certain behavior or make a remark and you write this narrative in your head that exists around what you observed. So it goes back to knowing the people and not Mm -hmm. making the assumptions, sitting down and listening. (laughs) Right. And letting them have that space to talk. Right. Because not everybody can fill space with words. Sometimes people need that few minutes of silence to get their thoughts together and then to feel seen and heard and maybe even safe. Safety. Yes. To talk. Yes. That's really good. All right. Are you ready for my favorite part of the podcast? I think so. Okay. (laughs) So this is the part of the podcast where you try to stump me. I have a list of questions I'm going to ask you in 60 seconds. And your job is to make me run out. So don't <laughs> okay. overthink it. Okay. Okay. Just, just And if you don't have an answer, you can just say next or, or pass. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Let's do it. What's one subject you would like to learn more about? Math. What do you collect? Teapots. What's your favorite movie? Enemy of the State. Describe your style in one word. Chic. What were you afraid of as a child? Spiders. What's your favorite uh, music genre? R&B, hands down. What's one of your nicknames? Laura Ann. What was your major in college? English. What item is worth spending more money on? Uh, Clothes. (laughs) What's one thing you regret spending money on? Clothes. (laughs) What's your favorite dish to cook? Lamb chops. What's your favorite app? App like on the phone? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Scribed. What's your favorite Disney character? The Little Mermaid. All right. I love it. You did a great job. (laughs) You did great. You stumped me a couple of times. I was like, ah. That's my job. That is my job with this part is to try to stump you. We spend the first few minutes of you just giving all this great wisdom. And then yeah. I get to I get to try to stump you as the, <laughs> as the joy of my, my part of the podcast. All right. Parting advice for a manager. What's the best advice you can give to a manager? I believe the best advice I can share is to get to know yourself. Hmm. It's hard to lead others when you don't know who you are. Hmm. So becoming a leader of a district at 26, I didn't know who I was. And it's taken me to 52 to begin to know who I am. And I can see how my leadership has evolved as I've gotten to know myself better. I have more comfort in making room to listen, see, appreciate, support, coach, and guide others. But it started with me. So how do you get to know yourself? So let's say a new manager, or if you could go back to talk to that 26-year-old that was given that job, (laughs) what would would you say to get to know yourself? How do you do that? I would tell her to slow down. I think the world around us tells us you have to have all the answers now. Mm. You have to do it right. There are no do-overs and that it's so high stakes. And leading people is high stakes, but it's more important, I think, now to go slow and get to know myself, like spend some quiet time with myself. What do I like? Who am I? What type of mark do I want to leave in the world? When people talk about who Laura is, what is it that I want them to say? And are my actions on a daily basis 
lining up with who I want to be. But in my 20s, it was just go, 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 make it happen, get it done. And yeah, I I would tell her probably first and foremost to slow down and to spend some time with herself, getting to know what she likes, what she doesn't like, what her triggers are, do some healing of areas that need to be healed over. Because every time I bump into that scab, it bleeds all over me and others. Yeah. That's really great advice. Yeah. Well, Laura, thank you so much for being the guest this week. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Management Minute. We hope you enjoyed this week's interview. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend or colleague. If you have suggestions for future guests, please send me their contact information to donita.brown at lipscomb.edu. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you. This podcast is powered by the College of Business Content Creation Studio at Lipscomb University.